What's going on at the Stables Theatre? I'm Stuart Bailey, and I've been finding out about how to get your brand new play on stage. When we sit back to watch a play, I suppose most of us don't give a lot of thought to how it came about, where the inspiration came from, and most importantly how the playwright managed to make the leap from having the words on paper to having them being spoken on stage, with real actors performing the parts the writer had only imagined in their head. For most playwrights it's not just a difficult chasm to cross, but an expensive one too, which is why the Stables playwriting competition is, in the words of Ben Randall, gold dust. Ben's play Whiskey and Soda was one of the first to win the Stables unique competition, and now Ben is taking a lead role in overseeing its development, which he says offers aspiring playwrights an opportunity unequalled anywhere else in the business. One thing that really interested me though is how few of the entries come from the UK, with many coming from aspiring playwrights on the other side of the Atlantic. But as you'll hear, Ben puts that down to the support that's on offer over there. Ben, you're overseeing the playwriting competition. Your play earlier in the year, Whiskey and Soda, was the was the first winner of the, the first competition. Yeah, it's one of the winners. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You know, you've been through the mill. Yeah. Um, first bus to Ballina Beg comes in early part of next year, yeah. and you're just about, I think, to sit down and judge the latest round of entrants. How important for a playwright is a competition like the one that the Stables runs? Uh, I think for this particular competition, it's really important, and I think it's a a really great opportunity. A lot of playwriting competitions you have to put money into, you have to pay a certain amount of money, a fee, to enter the competition, and there's no sort of guarantee what the outcome's going to be. But with the stables, it's really clear. It's a really, it's a f- free competition. You can enter from anywhere around the world, and the winner gets their play to be put on which is an amazing opportunity. I mean, to put it into context, if you had been trying to stage whiskey and soda anywhere else, what would, what would the differences have been? What would that have meant to you, in pounds and pence, I suppose, financially? It would have been very, very difficult to put on. The sort of standard, uh, the production standard, would have been much less. We wouldn't have never been able to have the rig, that, the lighting rig we had. We wouldn't have had the the space and the capacity. We would have had to have found rehearsal space. All of that was within this competi- winning this competition. And then obviously we had this amazing uh, sort of source of acting talent and directing talent, which is all encompassed within the stable. So you've got everything here. So it was a terrific opportunity. And to try and extrapolate that into what it would have been like to have done that independently, I, I dread to think you would have thousands Thousands and thousands. Because from what you're saying about rehearsal space, that's all here. The, the, the lighting, it's all here. And the standard and the quality of the production and, and what we saw on stage was no different, really, to any of the other Stables productions. No, because they've got such great facilities, such great talent here, the, the standards are really high. Without a doubt, a lot of the productions here are a professional standard. And it's been nurtured in that way. You know, Neil's done such a great job. The whole team has done such a great job to achieve 
such high standards. And that opportunity to put a play on that for free within all these resources is fantastic. It's a really precious thing. And it was whiskey and soda so popular it had to come back. It did, uh, yeah, and again, yeah, I mean, it, we were really fortunate and it was great, lots of really positive feedback. And that's the other thing about the stable, it's very flexible. So we were able to bring it back, whereas potentially in another theatre, you'd be, they'd be programming a year ahead and there wouldn't have been any spaces. But because the, the, the way that the stables is run, there was a slot for it, there was clearly the appetite for it, so they were kind enough to put it on for us because it's, it was a part of a stables production. So. so as the man overseeing the competition and, and it going into the future, I mean, what ambitions or, or how would you like to see it develop? What, what, do you want, what do you want it to be or to become? I think it, we have to be careful to become a monster. You know, um, we have to re- sort of realise our... 5,000 entries a year. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> we've all, which we've all got to read. I think it's sort of understanding our limits because obviously there are, within what I've just said, there are limits within the stable theatre because of the size of the stage and, and the facilities. But although those facilities are fantastic, we have to be aware of what we can achieve. What would be great is if we get plays that are entered to the play a competition from all over the world and all kinds of different kind of interesting plays that are put in, not necessarily traditional, that can be different lengths, different feels, different subjects, because potentially, although it may not win the competition, we're aware of that play. And I know that from an artistic side, people want to do some more interesting things at the stable. So we've got lots of new opportunities coming up, which some of those plays may fit into. So it's great to be aware of all these different plays that are happening, that they might slot into different things in the future. And I suppose from the playwright's point of view, he's getting his or her work in front of people um, that would not otherwise see it. Absolutely, Basically yeah. Basically be stuck in a drawer somewhere, yeah. gathering dust. Yeah, someone, someone's actually reading it. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, we're interested in experimental stuff, we're interested in really traditional stuff. So, and it is, absolutely, people are reading it, they can give you some feedback, or you think, okay, well, that's, that's great, it, got, it was a runner-up, or even if it didn't uh, become a runner-up, it doesn't mean it, it wasn't good enough, it's just mean it wasn't appropriate at that time for the stables. It's that thing of what you've got to lose, mm. really, it doesn't cost you anything. And, you know, we'd love to read new stuff, so, yeah. So, as we said a bit earlier, you're about to judge the latest batch what sort of things are you are you seeing coming through and where in the world are they coming from we've actually got to the the final really so tonight we're actually going to choose the actual final winner they a lot of the things we've got around to the first round so we've got five left originally i think we had something like 300 plays sent in to us but strangely the majority of them were from um sort of north america that kind of areas so uh, we had the odd one from europe but not so many from this country. But Sally says a lot about awareness if you're generating entries from the US and, and, and Europe. It does, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously we get the, the sort of reach of our social media is getting out there. I think maybe the, the sort of North American way of uh, writing plays and the support out there financially is greater because a lot of the plays that we were reading, and they they give you a synopsis and the, and the history of the play and there's an awful lot of uh, funding that goes into helping plays be produced or to further the the uh, research into that play and then then furthering on the 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 script 
which we don't have in this country. It's very much you're on your own, uh, which is a shame. And by, perhaps that's why it reflects so, why there were so many more uh, North American strip, scripts. So going back to to your own experience as as a winner, what what was your thought process when you, you know, how did you hear about the competition, and what made you decide to enter it? I was told about it, and I was living just down the road from the stables at the time, and I thought, well, I've got the perfect play that I think would be appropriate for this theatre. So I came and looked at the theatre. I had to look around to sort of see if it would be appropriate and would it and I just thought, oh no, this could really work here. And so I entered it and crossed my fingers and unfortunately yeah. it, it got through. So and it it was a perfect place for it. It was a very sort of intimate piece and the the, the, the nature of stables suited it in in, yeah. in in many ways. Yeah, yeah. But it it was several points in watching it and even afterwards as a as as a member of the audience, you kind of had to remind yourself that it, it wasn't a historical piece that this actually didn't happen, and because we're talking about the, the meeting of Margaret Thatcher yeah, and John Lennon. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people thought that did happen. It was written in a way that it could have potentially sort of factually happened, but it never did. There's such uh, emotive characters that maybe people wanted it to happen. And you know. and how did it feel? I mean, obviously, there must have been excitement, anticipation as you went through the rehearsal process mm. and the pre-production process. But on the first night, as you know, as the, the, the characters walked out, I mean, how did you feel sitting there watching it? I was backstage. Um, I didn't go and watch it because I'm rubbish. I always remember there's a, a story that, um, that Lionel Bart told that on the opening night of, of Oliver, uh, he was nowhere in the theatre. He was in the bar opposite. He thought it was going to be a, a terrible failure. And so he got hammered. And then uh, come the interval, he was like, everyone's coming out going, this is amazing! Um, and suddenly he went into the theatre, he was like, this is, this is okay. I think I felt a little bit like that, not quite getting hammered, but I, it's always an unknown quantity. So once you got the reaction the first night, were you fine in the second night, or were you still Yeah, no, I was fine. I, I was nervous for the, for the actors, mm. because they were huge parts, and they did an amazing job. So I'm always more nervous for them because my job was done yeah. you know it, I, I couldn't change anything but because it was such so hand in glove with everything like obviously producing it as well and all those kind of things it, it, I think it all felt really felt like my baby and that I wanted it all to go well for everyone really. so your advice to anybody would be get your plays entered without a doubt the opportunity at the stables is like gold dust it's and it's such a positive didactic uh, an interesting uh, theatre that you never really know what's going to come out because there's such so many interesting people here with lots of different connections there's so many different opportunities which as I said it may not come through the winning the competition but there might be other opportunities that, that you meet someone or they go oh you know that play that you wrote that would fit really well here so it's just opening doors I think that's the most important thing you can now find our podcasts on Apple and Spotify. Just search Stables Theatre Hastings. And if you listen to them and if you enjoy them, then I hope you'll leave a five-star rating and a review as it helps other people find our content. Music.